Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegirard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network with 4 million listeners. I'm your host, Danielle Girard, and today's guest is Jillian McAllister. Jillian has been writing for as long as she can remember. She graduated with an English degree before working as a lawyer. She lives in Birmingham, England, where she now writes full-time. And she is the Sunday Times bestselling author of Everything But the Truth, The Choice, The Good Sister, The Evidence Against You, How to Disappear, and the Richard and Judy Book Club pick that night. She's also the creator and co-host of the popular Honest Authors podcast. Jillian's latest book, Wrong Place, Wrong Time, is out in the United States on August 2nd. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you for having me. Ah, Such a thrill to have you. I... um, this is an incredible book. I want you to tell, before I start to, to go on and on and gush about how much I loved it, would you tell um, listeners a little bit about Wrong Place, Wrong Time? Definitely. So Wrong Place, Wrong Time tells the story of Jen and Todd. Jen is Todd's mother. Um, she's waiting up for him. He's passed his curfew on the night the clocks go back at the end of October. Um, suddenly, as 2 becomes 1 a.m., um, he appears on the street outside the house and he murders a complete stranger much to Jen's astonishment um he is remanded in custody he refuses a lawyer he's charged with murder and Jen returns home distraught um wondering what you know will become of him and their lives you know he's only 18 and his future's lost um she goes to sleep and she wakes up And it becomes apparent that it is the day before the murder happened. And the next time she sleeps, she wakes up and it's the day before that. Um, And it's Jen's job to stop the murder and save Todd's future, essentially. I get shivers when you talk about that. It's so interesting. (laughs) So first of all, one of the, the, there's a a little bit of theoretical science in here. Um, A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But actually, you know, because it reminded me a moment of Blake Crouch, right? Who, of course, does this. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he does yeah, quite a bit of this, yeah. right? And so, and yet, you know, it's it is in the sense of this story. This is very much a you know a character driven um, story. It's not like a we're, we're not super sciencey. But the one thing that we do um, have to sort of come to understand is the closed time like curve. So, um, how would you explain that to our you know to listeners in like a for the dumbest of the dumb of science of us? Well, I mean, that definitely includes me. I'm not a science person. So um, essentially, in order to create a time loop in the real world, you would have to exert a huge force. Um, And my explanation for that is if a mother witnesses her child do something, perhaps in the same way that a mother might be able to lift a car to save her baby, perhaps, you know, and this is now in the fantasy realm. Right, right. (laughs) you could bend time um so that's essentially the the very loose science it's based on (laughs) but actually you know as a mother because you know and I have a 20 year old son I have an older daughter and a 20 year old son this this moment I I bought it 100 because I feel like that 
the the stress that Jen went through in watching Todd um, stab that stranger, I, I thought, yes, of course. If there's any strength, if there's any, you know, that super strength, what's the term for it? Um, hysterical strength. Yeah. Yes, hysterical strength. If there's any, uh, you know, possibility of that happening in the world, I do believe it would be a mother um, in protection yeah. of her child. So I love that you use that. Um, that was that was fantastic. So okay, in your in I read the acknowledgments too, and I'm gonna just tell every show everybody this beautiful cover, um, so that they can look for it in their bookstore. But um, in your acknowledgments, you mentioned that the idea came from watching Russian Dolls and then reading a newspaper uh, piece that involved a, a a knife or a stabbing. Can you tell us a little bit more about about how this came to be? Yeah, for sure. So I did watch Russian Doll, and I kind of thought there hasn't really been a kind of Groundhog Day book in the crime world that I'm aware of. Um, and I can kind of see why, because I think the same day over and over in a book would be repetitive. And I think readers are a bit less forgiving of that than when you're watching TV and you can kind of montage and sort of skip over a lot. Um, but it kept coming back to me that like, it felt like an untapped mine. Um, and then when I read a think piece about it was about a mother whose son had armed himself and killed somebody. And, it, you know, it's the second worst case scenario, isn't it? Like the first is your son being killed and the second is him being the perpetrator. And I found it, her kind of, you know, I think everybody with a, a teenager, perhaps particularly a male teenager, is bewildered at times by the mystery of the teenage kind of mind. But I think that would just be so catastrophic to me to not understand how to stop it because young men do get sucked into arming themselves to feel protected or out of loyalty. Um, and I think I just found it so compelling and the two kind of stuck themselves together in my head. And then I thought, why not go backwards though? Because all crimes kind of begin in the past somewhere. Right. Um, and like every detective novel really sort of goes backwards in that the police look back and I sort of did it more literally than that and it just seemed to actually make a lot of sense to me even though it's a fairly wonky kind of construct. Well I had to have been hard to execute I mean that was you know that was the thing I kept thinking as wow and she you know she ends up it's it's a day and then it's a day and then it's a day and then it's a week and then and really it takes her back quite a long way and we mm. you know we don't need to, to give any details people will absolutely want to um, have a fresh brain when they get into it but it is quite and and it is so fascinating that when we follow this back we realize sort of how far in the past uh, many of these things are um, seated so um and, and in, the, in the acknowledgments you also mention um i mean in the conversation you have with holly who is i know the co-host of your um honest authors podcast you 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 sort of make it sound like it's going to be in the point of view of the of Todd, you know, of the of the kid mm -hmm. who is doing the, and then somehow obviously Jen becomes the protagonist, which to me makes you know, of course, perfect sense. As you said, there's as a mother, there's nothing. The two most devastating things are, and, and they might be tied, right? One is losing your child, mm -hmm. which feels, of course, like the worst thing, but watching your child kill somebody would be pretty far uh, um, up, you know, almost a tie with that with that kind of horror. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when did Jen take over? How did Jen take over? Um, where did you sort of realize, oh, question. I think it's gonna be the mother? I think I knew it couldn't be Todd because I. it's really a why done it. Um, right. And I, I sort of don't really like thrillers where the suspense relies on the narrator not revealing 
facts right like I have quite a little patience with that as a device um it feels like cheating it does and it kind of works if they're genuinely unreliable right like the girl on train yes exactly they were very right um but yeah, I think a, a few too many thrillers have just kind of gone, we'll just lie to the reader for uh, 400 yeah. pages. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just kind of thought about who was the most important person in Todd's life. And I think I thought a lot about We Need to Talk About Kevin, which I loved um, back when I read it. Right. And um, I think, yeah, I just, I think that's kind of the compelling kind of notion that you might not know your own child. Um, but I didn't want it to be, you know, Kevin in that book is is very damaged and difficult. Yeah. And I sort of thought it's super compelling if Todd is actually this sunny, unproblematic teen. Right. I found it even more compelling that she she just could never saw it coming. Like right. there's not even really a clue. Um, so yeah, it kind of um fell into place naturally, which is kind of how this book went for me, which it should have been a nightmare to write, but it actually wasn't, um, yeah. which is the way it goes sometimes. It doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it really doesn't. And I, I actually think to, you know, to your point, even, I mean, even, I mean, you're talking, of course, I'm here in America where, you know, teenage boys in particular, um, you know, are off the rails in lots of ways. And it's a, it's a very scary time to I think be a teenage boy in, in America. I mean, it's probably a, t- a scary time to be a teenager anywhere, I think, but in particular, you know, because of American gun problems and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And also the isolation that's happened with COVID and with their screens and all of a sudden it's, I think being a teenage boy is particularly difficult. So it doesn't actually ring untrue to me that something could happen to this, you know, sunny, you know, smart. I mean, he's such a smart kid, right? That all of a sudden mm. he would go, sort of off the rails in some way and and for her to realize that all of a sudden she's he's he's gone to her which is like you said just so terrifying so in the, in your acknowledgments you also say you know this is how it is with writers right never at the desk never at the right time <laughs> the ideas come so I'm, I'm curious to know how do you capture them I mean you know is this as you were this obviously came together and sort of stuck in your brain um the the idea of this you know this this kid who um this mother and and child this this this, you know, this teenager, and then also this sort of time, um, this going backwards in time. Is it a, is it fully formed? Do you let it steep for a while? Are you taking notes on it all the time? So how do you make that into something that is ready then to sort of start to put mm. on the page? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm actually doing this now for, I've just <laughs> delivered the follow-up to, oh, wow. um, it's a standalone, but um, to Wrong Place, Wrong Time. And I've had a big idea for the next and I'm, it 